0: If you feel lost and depressed during the zombie apocalypse, always remember the one happy fact, there is no Facebook anymore. You're listening to Podcast Detected. Now, run.
1: Hello citizens and welcome to episode four. Okay, so this is episode four of Podcast Detected, brought to you by the lovely way-too-many-people-in-a-com-shack. Our hosts today are me, Devin, from DevBneo.
2: And it's me, Liz, from Collected Sports Bra. I always say Collected Sports Bras, but I don't know my own URL, bra, just one.
1: Awesome, and our topic today is runner forehead head cannons.
2: Yes, we will talk about Jody. We will also talk about fan fictions. As usual, we will talk about a blog that is kind of new in the Tumblr sphere. Is that a word? Tumblr sphere? And yeah, we will answer a few questions that people sent to us. So stay tuned. So our first topic today is uh, something that has to do with our blog. Because we are now on iTunes. Woo! Yes! Many people have been asking us for an iTunes uh, podcast page because uh, last week, when two weeks ago, when the official Zombies Run blog, Zombies Run Tumblr, kind of promoted us, suddenly people got very excited about the podcast and they wanted to listen to it on their iPhones. And now we have it. Let not talk about it. <laughs> you did it. You did it.
1: It's super exciting. We've been working on this for a while. But anyway, now that we figured out the technical stuff, if you just go on iTunes and you search Zombies Run or Podcast Detected or Way Too Many People in a Com Shack, hopefully, if everything goes as well as planned, you can find Podcast Detected there on iTunes. You know, <laughs> it'll update a little later than our podcast um rsss feed but don't worry about that it'll just be like a few hours behind because that's how itunes does podcasts so yeah get excited
2: you can listen to it now with your iphone or ipad just you know download a podcast app and then it will automatically update just pretty cool i use that as well for for the podcasts i like so we're now playing big yeah And if you have a little time and if you like what we're doing, then feel free to, you know, rate and review our podcast on iTunes because it sure looks nice, I guess.
1: It does. It does. does. does.
2: Yeah. (laughs) So we had another question. Um, Not only we had a lot of questions, most of them were about uh, the iTunes thing. And we also had a question about our name. A listener sent us an email and asked us, so is the podcast called podcast detected or way too many people in a Com shack so we thought we might have to explain that
1: yes um officially our name is podcast detected and the group of six seven eight the fluctuating number of people who are working on it we call ourselves way too many people in a Com shack which actually came from a very long long involved brainstorm google doc we had between all of us of just putting down random podcast names until we kind of Settled on one we really liked, which was Podcast Detective.
2: Yeah, and I have the list here. So we thought we should treat you to some of these glorious <laughs> ideas. It was it was usually during the night that we came up with them. So
1: yes, disclaimer: <sighs> this is a lot of hours of sleep deprivation, and most of us were in the middle of our finals week, and/or our jobs were getting really intense, and so we were not in a good state of mind.
2: And no, nobody had any experience what it's like to. Uh, creative podcast so the first idea that we had was zombies talk Um, and that was my idea and I remember I thought that we should have we should start off with a catchphrase like hello everybody my name is and a host name and this is how zombies talk and then we would have the moaning of the zombies you know the one that you hear when the zombies get too close in the game and, you know, then in the end it would be like, okay, no, this is not how zombies talk. And we had podcast listen, which was nice. Township transmissions. Oh, well, that, that was a good one. And more alliterations with runners react and, uh, what, what else do we have? This Zombie Life at Able Minds. Oh, I like that one. Living Dead Air.
1: Didn't at some point we had another idea about like Zombie Idol or something and there were like zombies sitting in like an American <laughs> Idol judge or something?
2: That was, that was, oh, I don't have that anymore. Yeah, that was my, my idea. That was, I wanted to make um, a combination of Zombies Run and Podcast. So I wanted to say, call it Zombcast. And then either have it a cast, like the thing that you have on your arm when you break it. Or the other idea was having a cast thing of zombies. Uh, I was probably a bit far-fetched, I guess.
1: Things got weird. Things got weird.
2: Yeah, so we settled down. The podcast is called Podcast Detected. And we as a group are called Way Too Many People in a Com
1: Shack. So there you have it.
2: Yeah. All questions you never asked
1: our as well so here you go okay guys so the topic of this week is the lovely Jody Marsh, runner four. And we thought we'd start off by talking about her own headcanon. My headcanon for Jody kind of, like, starts back when she was in high school. And I picture her as kind of, like, you know, playing softball, playing lacrosse, getting kind of, like, you know, into that, like, sportiness, but also being, like, a complete dork on the side. Like, you know, she used, like, you know, 10,000 emoticons in every group text to her team. And, like, she knits Aww. constantly. And she always, like, knits everyone on her team, like, team scarves for, like, Christmas and stuff. And she's a complete dork. She, she would have...
2: The way I picture her, based on your description, she was one of the girls. I don't know. Do you remember before smartphones became a thing? We all had the phones, and we had tons of you know stuffed toys on the phones.
1: Yes, yes. <laughs>
2: Yeah, she was definitely one of these people with like huge different you know, keychains
1: and everything. <laughs> absolutely, They're, like stuffed animals everywhere, and her keys are filled with like beaded stuff, and she has friendship bracelets everywhere. And I definitely like, you know, see her going off to college and being very like successful in that, but before really, you know, deciding what she's gonna do with her life, the zombie apocalypse hits. And that's kinda, you know, she spent, you know, a year on the road traveling until, or a few months. I'm not really sure. I guess. I'm still like halfway through season two, so I'm still not really sure like where in time we are like how long the zombie apocalypse has been going on. But I think it's like been like a few months at least at this point. And she finds Abel like pretty early on in her traveling and definitely her past as, you know, a sports girl and her um, ability to really like fix anything and like knit anything. And she's very into she's very good at tailoring different clothes and stuff like that. And that really makes her an asset to Able and that's they really do welcome her with open arms. And she's kinda of just friends with everybody. I see my Jody is a very, you know, she's like the every woman and she is a wonderful person. You want her to be your best friend, basically. She has your back.
2: Totally. I've always imagined Jodie to be the kind of person, everybody thinks she's really good with kids. But the truth is, she totally sucks when it comes to kids. (laughs) She doesn't know how to deal with them. And and she keeps shouting at them when she shouldn't. And she's nice to them when, yeah, she just has no idea how to, you know, the, the concept of child is very foreign to her <laughs> yeah but everybody no, thinks she would be good at
1: it and you know that like high-pitched Jody voice we get sometimes and like Sam's like telling her some information she's like oh no oh no what's happening <laughs> I kind of like picture that voice when the kids are like not listening to everything she's saying and she's like what? what what guys zombies no don't
2: <laughs> uh, for me Ranafort I, I really liked Jody when she was introduced because um in in everything that involves action like like action movies or games, um, usually you have two types of female characters, either the one who is supportive and, and, or a damsel, like the more feminine character or you have these really like hardcore action girls like runner eight or you know janine as well she's pretty badass and i I like that but i I always get the feeling that the writers are afraid of giving of, of showing that a character could be afraid of the situation because then it would not be a strong female character so i liked it when like because jody she is not an action girl and and she has she, I mean she's so afraid of these zombies and I like that because it doesn't make her a weaker character.
1: I think um, it, like it, they develop her character very well in that way and that you know she is very human. you know she has all these human fears yeah. about life and that doesn't hinder her at all her ability to like take care of business. Like she is a go-to runner for many different missions. But she has very real fears, and especially in the middle of a zombie apocalypse, she's not going to pretend that every day she might actually die by zombies.
2: <laughs> yeah, she's she's not as stoic as, like, Sarah, or, mm-hmm. or Janine, or, or even, even Maxine. And, like, she's really afraid of going out, but, and she's not ashamed of it. I like that, like when every time we hear that she's afraid because something really terrifying is happening, she does not try to hide it. And I like that. Because, I mean, I love Runner 5, and Runner 5 is so stoic and such a big, big hero. But but Jodie is much more human as a character. Uh, Yes. And, And I think the fact that she goes out and does all the things, although she's afraid of them, makes her even more more badass.
1: That's kind of what I, one of the things I really adore about Zombies Run is we always talk about all the, you know, representation there is, especially amongst, you know, like, you know, the queer sexuality spectrum. There's also a lot of representation of, you know, the different types of women there are, and the different types of men for that matter. You know, not all the men are, like, manly macho or, like, you know, dorks hiding away. Like, there's a lot of spectrum of personalities, and they really do show, like, a you know, eclectic spread of all the different, you know, women there can be, and they make women, you know, actually like actual women out there, and that's why I adore Jodi so much, because she's just, like, like you were saying, she's the representation of, like, strong femininity, but she, you know, she also gets scared of shit, and that's okay, because, you know, it doesn't hinder her from still being a badass character. Yeah, and
2: isn't it so refreshing? I mean, usually we get different male characters, but female characters are kind of always the same, so it's so cool, and we have Jodi, who is, and, and, and... I I like that the writers were not afraid to give her all that character traits and they were not afraid that we would dislike her because we could think that she's weak because she's not. And I think one of my favorite moments, I don't want to spoil it too much, but is the end of season one when we hear her and she's, you know, saying that mantra, what is she saying? I'm going to live. I'm going to live. I'm going to live. That was so heartbreaking. It was really cool. The way she pushes herself forward, although she's so afraid. All the
1: ta- all the little times we hear her talking to herself, like, I just ran a season, I mean, I just ran a mission two. I just ran a season two mission. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Where, you know, she's, you know, she's, like, having that little mantra. She keeps, like, talking to herself a little bit, like, almost, like, out of earshot. But, like, you know, it's so, like, amazing how, you know, she does soldier on, despite the fact that she is like, she's in it, and it's awesome, and I love her.
2: And we have to admit that, most of us do talk to themselves while running. Especially. Absolutely. Yeah, like, come on, come on, you can do it, because, yeah. Maybe we are more run a four than run a five. What What do you think about the, yeah, uh, many people ship run a four with with Simon? I never saw that, to be honest, but I'm not a great, like, I'm not a big shipper, so what do I know?
1: I'm a fan of it. I've seen some adorable fic with it, some adorable art with it, and I... I just really love their interactions when they're together is, you know, they're very bantery and very, oh, I just love it.
2: There there is the part where Jodie she, she talks about the ghost ship or something and Simon seems to get really nervous about it because he just wants her to shut up instead of telling scary stories when the situation is so scary already.
1: (laughs) I think they have an adorable friendship and I definitely, you know, I ship their bromance and their romance. Like, I love it. I think they're very good. I like a lot of Jody ships, actually, just because I feel like I can see her with a lot of different people around Abel, but, yeah. She doesn't really have a lot of, like, major ships outside of Simon, at least not that I've seen.
2: Um, there's the new character in season two, the Australian guy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They,
2: they don't, I I mean, I, I don't know about So, let's take a look at what you guys had to say. Um, we had one nice, one nice... Reaction to our run of four head cannon time, um, the fall, no, sorry, the boy falls from the sky, replied via Tumblr and said, "Jody has killed a zombie with a knitting needle. That's a nice headcanon, do you think that would be possible?
1: Definitely, I'm gonna say definitely, you know, get a like, nice headshot, it is totally possible. It's kind of like one of those like secret badass memes you we keep seeing. It's like you know she's like the secret badass Chuck Norris of Able kind of is how I envision with that.
2: Oh, she gets creative when killing vom- zombies.
1: Yeah, love it, love it so much.
2: So there was an episode of an anime once that I watched where a, pr- a woman killed a man with her bra thing. You know, so yeah. Maybe you can kill a zombie with a knitting needle. I love so it. Thanks, thanks for that, Hacken. <laughs>
1: Now I kind of have my own headcanon that like people around Abel or like you know always like whisper things about Jody Marsh who seems so innocent, but you know Jody once killed a zombie with a knitting needle, or like you know J- Jody once killed a zombie while running in complete darkness with like a lucky shot with a rock or something.
2: Maybe it's just poor, c- pure pure coincidence, cool and now I can't talk either. But it's a different difficult word, pure. Coincidence. So So she just tries to defend herself and then ends up doing these amazing kills.
1: And everyone just idolizes her because of it. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. I mean, I idolize her, but I love her, so. Speaking of character headcanons, we have one more Runner 5 headcanon for you all. We know it's a little late, but when William Wardlaw shot us this beautifully recorded Runner 5 headcanon, we
3: just had to share it with you all hope you enjoy My Runner 5 saw the coming collapse of civilization before the zombie outbreak. He saw the signs that our society was in peril. Anticipating the coming terror, he worked hard to condition himself for the worst situations. He ran for miles long into the night. He learned to seek pleasures outside of culinary delicacies, that made him soften body and mind. His goal was to become an efficient, self-sustaining organism. He learned to force for sustenance and the intricacies of hand-to-hand combat. The details of what led him into that doomed helicopter elude. him. no difference anyway. He now works with the survivors at Able Township, a silent but reliable runner who has faced countless hardships and close calls at the hands and the mouths of the undead. His stony face is hardened by the loss of loved ones and the countless sleepless nights spent fighting for his own life. Despite the odds against him, he maintains a quiet resolve and is very rarely shaken. Even when collecting a box of tampons.
1: And here's the next installment for the Choose Your Own Adventure story. You decide to double back. Those noises seemed a little too suspicious for you to feel comfortable. It could be something innocent like a squirrel or a puppy. Or it could be zombies following you. Maxine's voice rings in your ear as you turn around. Good thinking, Five, but tread lightly. There have been some disturbances in this area. Pretty soon, you start to hear voices ahead. There's a deeper one. Oh god, we're so lost, we're so lost, and it's all your fault. And then there's also another one. Pull yourself together, honestly. Wait, wait, Simon, did you hear that? And there's total silence until... A baseball bat hits the side of the tree next to you, making you jump into the open. You get ready to run when... Runner 5? You turn around to see Runner 3 and Runner 8, who are supposed to be on a supply run. Ed did tell you that when you were first suiting up for this adventure. Brilliant, 3 says, rushing over. Did Sarah clip you with her bat? Runner 8 butts in. They're fine. Listen, Five, we've been running for about an hour now, trying to take some evasive action to get away from a swarm of zombies that jumped us through the supermarket downtown. Our comms aren't working since somebody rammed into me. She sends a glare towards Simon. we lost the zombies, but now we're lost as well. What are you doing out here? Do you A, tell them you're doing a pickup for Maxine and then direct them back to Abel before you head off on your own? B, tell them you need backup. You did see shadows ahead, and there clearly are zombies out and about since 3 and 8 did, just got jumped. More people would be nice. Or C, escort them back to Abel. Maxine will understand that there's a high zombie risk in an unexplored area. Remember, everyone, send your answers either to our Tumblr, to our Twitter, or to our email. And we hope to hear back from you soon.
2: So, the next part, the next part, we want to talk about something new in the fandom. A new blog! Really awesome new blog that, you know, started running about a week ago. And it's called Ask Radio Cable. All in one word, Ask Radio Cable. And it's an ask blog run by the wonderful The Wondersmith.
1: I'm sure you've seen... Um, Wondersmith's art around the tag. The Wondersmith really does have, you know, wonderful art, as their name may suggest, and it's really cool that now they're giving back to the fandom by doing blogs. We all love the Wondersmith's art, and it's really cool that they are, you know, doing an blog now with our favorite dorks over at Radio Cable. Yeah,
3: and
2: it's, um, maybe you should be aware of uh, spoilers. You should have played the first few missions of Season 2, and maybe listened to the first few radio mode transmissions.
1: As of now, there are no, like, actual spoiler spoilers, except they do use characters that are mentioned in seasons two and maybe three. I haven't actually gone to season three yet, so I cannot say for sure. But, yeah, it looks pretty enjoyable for now, and I'm sure they'll warn for spoilers when they come up. And
2: it's it's really cute already. I mean, they're just, like, four or five asks in, and I already love it. So, if you have a Tumblr, then, uh, Consider following Ask Radio Cable
1: and if, go ask them some stuff. Yeah,
2: and if you don't have a Tumblr, you can also enjoy the blog. Just go to Ask Radio Cable, all in one word, dot tumblr dot com, and and now for our fanfic review segment. Um, Last episode, we talked about a very nice fanfic about Eugene. So, this week we have another story for you, and Anna is going to review it. Enjoy.
0: Hey everyone, it's Anna, um, and I'm going to talk about a fanfiction for this episode. So, I'm going to talk about um, a fic that's for pairing, that's not that popular to write for. I know that because there are like 20 fics um, in the our chance like, if you will. And I have read all of them multiple times. Anyway, I think, one, it's kind of universal to people who ship it and don't ship it. Two, I've, I've seen a lot of people who do ship it, ship it recently, which is amazing because it's my OTP. And because there is one opportunity where you can ship yourself with a fictional character and back that up with canon evidence and I have to take full advantage of that and the pairing that I'm referring to of course is Sam and Runner 5 and the fic that I'm going to talk about is called Good to You is by Stars and Sapphires on our type of her own but on Tumblr she is Sam Sports and she is amazing and so talented and she is one of my favorite um authors in this fandom definitely um and, you know, I think she has this way of, like, really capturing the characters if everything they say is so spot on, like, you're reading it, and you're like, yeah, they would say all of that. You are so correct, and that is super hard to do, but I think it's the most important thing in fan fiction. Um, I think that's my criteria when I'm reading fanfiction. I'm like, is this in character? Like, can I hear them saying this? Um, and, you know, all of the lines are just, you know, ridiculously spot on. I talked about, I mentioned earlier briefly that I think it's kind of universal. I think that even if you don't ship Sam in five you can read it, and the reason that I think that is because it's it's in second person. Sam is talking to you. I kind of read it as a letter. I don't know why. I think that even if you don't like ship ship it because your personal vibe is kind of not feeling the same way, but you just, like, are having an off day or just want to read about how much Sam loves you. this is the fit for you and you know it's I'm not gonna lie and say that it's, it's not fluffy because it is super duper fluffy but it's in the best possible way you know it is like good romantic comedies like a uh, love action that is the kind of fluffy that it is and you know you just you feel really happy after reading it. I and mean, there are so many fanfictions that you read where you're like, no, I'm gonna be sad for a million years. Um, and she has some that are like that. Um, this particular one is not like that. And I feel like it's important to have like your go-to fig for if you're sad or or you need cheering up for whatever reason. And for me, it's this one, which is why I wanted to share it with you guys. And I think it has spoilers up to season two, mission um, fifteen. So get to Season 2, Mission 15, if you have not. And, yeah, it's not that long. You know, it's a quick read, which is another nice thing, Um, but it doesn't feel, like, rushed in any way. Um, So, yeah, uh, check it out if you ship Salmon Vive, if you don't ship Salmon Vive, and um, check out her other work as well. She's really talented. Like, really, really talented. So that's about it. We'll, um review another fanfiction in two weeks. Thanks, guys.
2: And now for our prompt for next week. Go ahead, Devin.
1: So our prompt for or our, our topic prompt for next episode, we're going to be talking about the tropes in Zombies Run, all <laughs> inspired by Liz's foray into TV tropes, um, where we want you guys to talk about tropes, like your favorite tropes about Zombies Run, What's your least favorite trope? Some unexpected tropes you've found? Yeah, and if
2: you don't know what a trope is or you're not sure, then just check out tvtropes.com.org.
1: Dot, I wait, I just brought it up. Dot org. Good job.
2: Ah, uh, sorry. So tvtropes.org, and you can uh, search for Zombies Run. Spoilers are usually hidden, so you should be fine. And check out the tropes that are there. Maybe you find some you like, maybe you find some you don't like. And if you are missing a trope that you totally want to have on the TV Tropes page, but is not there, you should
1: totally edit the page and just add it. Because the television Tropes page for Zombies Run is a bit empty. Makes us sad. And hey, if you do edit it, take a screenshot of it, and you can also send that to us, and we'll totally read out your edit on here, as well as everyone else's tropes that they decide to send in.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. Let us know. About your favorite tropes, about your least favorite tropes. What's the most horrendous, cliché thing you have experienced during the game? Oh, I think I need to do a call-in myself. Because <laughs> there's some frustration I need to get rid of. Do it. <laughs> when
1: <it's> the tropes. <laughs> so tell us the tropes you love to hate, tell us the tropes you hate to love, and that's it for this week's episode. Thanks
2: for listening, and um, thank you all for your great feedback and your answers. Keep on writing uh, to us. Keep on calling us. Yeah, just a reminder,
1: if you have anything to add on to our two-round adventure, or if you want to talk about tropes, or do any of the things that we've talked about, or just give us a general shout-out, you can contact us on our Tumblr, .tumblr podcastdetected.tumblr.com, or our Twitter, also podcastdetected. Or uh, you can email us at too many people in a shack at gmail.com. Way too many people com shack. way
2: too many com- people in a So you can also mail us at way too at gmail.com. And yeah, get in touch with us and let us know what you think. We love to hear from you.
0: Yes, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Podcast Detected is a non profit project brought to you by way too many people in a com shack. Zombies Run belongs to Six to Start. Music is Rich Groove by Jason Kessler. Questions? Want to submit a story or need more information? You'll find us on Tumblr or Twitter at Podcast Detected or email us at way many people in a com shack at gmail.com. No runners were harmed during the making of this episode.